0: It's 840. On a Monday morning, we have a uh, live in-studio guest joining us from the defeat of Jesse James Day's horseshoe hunt,
1: Tim Freeland. Hey, how's it going, The Jeff? Clue Master <laughs> is with us now. The Clue Master. Well, Tim, it's I, good to have you back in here. Yeah, thanks. I'm still not used to that. It's Franklin. I always, you know, mm-hmm. I, growing up, it was Franklin who was writing the clues, so it's always an honor to be in this seat. Um, yeah, we are hiding the horseshoe hunt again Twenty-five years of hiding the horseshoe. We were talking about that earlier this morning, and I was like, "Boy, it's got to be
0: at least twenty years. It's been twenty-five now. Twenty-five, and yeah. yeah." And over the course of two
1: centuries, right, right. <laughs> and, and originally, I think uh, um, Gene Finger and, and Chris Ellison started it. Uh, they did a couple hunts. Um, and boy, uh, Franklin and Betty took over and did such a great job for years. When I I started the pre-committee years, when I would pay attention and do a little hunting myself before I joined in 2004, um, and you know, taken over when Franklin handed the reins off. It was just it, it's so fun to write this, and and I always tell. The serious hunters. My favorite part is getting out there like a ninja in the middle of the night. Um, not going to say which night I hide the horseshoe, but to get out there and my heart's racing. I've got my location, and I just I'm praying nobody sees me because I would have to rewrite it if I if I was busted. But getting out there that's my fun. Once I I get it hid, so it may or may not be out there, but I will tell you um, it is the same antique horseshoe. Um, and I, I, it sits on my desk all year, and when I go and I put it out, I get a little nervous, You know, especially <laughs> if I'm going to put it underneath something dirty. I'm like, it's got to sit on my desk all year. So uh, 25 years, and the last couple of years, we've had some sponsors that uh, raised the purse, which brings in um, folks from around the area. And we had somebody from uh, St. Paul, a guy that had won and found the St. Paul Winter Carnival, two years in a row, came down to Northfield and found that his name uh, it was a team of Ed Brody, Josh Ellison, and, and Matt Littlefield. And they're really good. Um, <laughs> Evidently. The Horseshoe Hunt was initially an event made for townies. Uh, a lot of folks leave town during defeat days and they they head out. It's just too much going on. So uh, Gene Finger and Chris said, let's make something for townies that we can do, you know, a week before defeat days. And it gives them something to do. And that, that is kind of how the horseshoe was, the hunt was born. And that was very towny, very specific to things in this area. And I always said uh, this, this group of guys that had been hunting for years coming down, um, always said, man, how, how are we supposed to know this stuff? This is really, how, how should we know? In 1987, there was a Northfield News article about this. No, so it's it's very specific. And uh having the the, the purse up to this year it's gonna be fourteen hundred bucks if you register your button, uh seven hundred if you don't, so you get a double your money just by punching in your button number. Um do wanna thank the sponsors. They happen to be some some uh coworkers or, or in my industry, we have um uh Pete Mergen's over at Professional Pride Realty. He's been donating to the Horseshoe Hunt for years. Um, My boss, Edina Realty. So we've got some real estate in there. As well as the hometown credit union, Rob Nelson over at the credit union. And a big hunter... Uh, They're always out there. The the Cannon River Tree Care uh, care Service folks um, are big hunters. And and I said, hey, you guys are always hunting. Do you want to be a sponsor? And they said, well, can we still hunt? And I said, yeah. And they said, well, we're in. (laughs) So we've got those four. And I should mention there's a fifth sponsor, and that's the Defeat Committee. Mm -hmm. Um, The committee throws in $800 alone of uh, budgeted money. So there's the five of us. And, you know, I tell folks, uh, especially with kids, how cool is it? to turn over a rock or whatever and find a horseshoe and literally it's real treasure i mean I, i'll come out there and uh these kids their eyes just light up when the parents say let's go hunt for a horseshoe if you find it we get 1400 bucks i mean think of it as a kid oh of yeah. doing treasure hunting and so now we have second generation families that grew up as kids with their parents that now have their kids out that are hunting. So I want that family event and and that that safety and uh, just, you know, I'm never going to hide it anywhere right on the train tracks or inside the, uh, deep in the Cannon River. So we have that safety in mind, but I want it to be a family event. It has been, and I get a lot of compliments on that. I had one person say, it's the only time of year we all sit down together and uh, work on something. It's all Mm. uniform. We're actually all on the same track. Let's
0: talk about the rules. You had mentioned uh, where you're not going to hide at some of the places but uh you, there's only really just a couple of simple rules uh but let, let's go through those
1: yeah so the, the biggest thing to know about six years ago we added dundas so it can be anywhere on public property uh anywhere in northfield and and in dundas now specifically i want to mention it does not include the school's or colleges. There are uh, a lot of references, especially to the colleges with their history there. And people ask every year, can we go up there and look? And the answer is no, that's private property. Um, any kind of private property, you know, you, you may get the cops called on you. And the cops know the hunt's going on. So the Northfield police, I've, I've, I've talked to them and, and they know that this is going on. Stay off private property. Public property mostly includes parks let 's be honest um, it, it it could in- include public roads you know i 'm not going to use the public roads boulevards i you know use some logic and some some advice that I want to give. Um, After doing this so long, there are certain things I can start to divulge. And and think about the park, think about safety, think about would Tim hide it here? Would this be too easy? Let's just say, for example, and this this is not a hint, uh, John North Park would be great. Our founding, um, a founding person who, you know, essentially, I I forget the words, the uh, The founding father. There we go. Mm -hmm. Founding father, uh, John North. It would be great to put it in that park, but it is tiny. It's all a swamp. It's dangerous. You know, I would not do it there. Um, So if you start to go through, and, and where would Tim put it? There are certain parks you can cross off. So that's kind of my advice. Just think of where I would do it with safety in mind. Uh, That said, of course, some of the bigger hunts have gone all the way to, you know, that last clue that are big parks. So when we use, for example, the Spring Creek soccer fields, that's massive. And when uh, that final clue came out and was clear it was there, people still couldn't find it. You know, it's, it's kind of like, this is a big park. We know it, Tim said it's in the backside, uh, kind of along this ridge, and it still took him quite a while.
0: Let's uh, talk about those uh, clues. First of all, it starts Wednesday. so
1: on Wednesday. Uh, on
0: Wednesday morning, so you have some time to register your button. Yep. You do that
1: uh, on the uh, website. Correct? Yeah, if you go to djjd.org, there's the horseshoe hunt button there. The same page with the rules, which which I ask you to read before registering your button. Um, it's the registration uh, rules, Just and then there's a little note from me. So you can kind of get it all on djjd.org. Just Google DJJD, and it comes up, uh, and you'll find that hunt. Um, the rules specifically, um, no digging. So you, you're, you're, you're not going to need a shovel. You're not going to be um, digging up dirt. Um, you can get disqualified if you do any damage to any of the property, Um, and and that's kind of the big one. Just, just don't damage anything. And you mentioned it being simple, public property, (sighs) boy, Tim's going to run out of parks after 25 years, (laughs) you know, and I have put it in locations, which are city owned chunks of land. So that may be, you know, think about that. We're in Northfield. What does the city own? That might be a plot of land that Tim would use. And it's not a park, but oh yeah, the city owns that. Here's another hint. Um, If you're not sure, there is a website. Uh, It's the Rice County uh, GIS tax base website called Beacon. So if you go to Beacon, you can punch in. There's a map. You can click around. It's really cool. You could click through every property in Northfield, and if it says City of Northfield owns it, then that's eligible.
0: Uh, Once again, Tim Preland is with us. He is the Clue Master. So the clues start on Wednesday, and will they go through, uh, if presuming that nobody finds it what would be the last day what what day does the final clue drop
1: so i'll divulge another little little um i must be getting old i'm giving away my secrets (laughs) all the trade secrets on on the 25th anniversary um really there's six days so we start on wednesday and it ends on that last clue is going to drop if we need to on labor day and Over my years of doing this, I've tweaked it to try to get it to the best possible scenario for hunting, and a lot of folks used to start today, and by the time you get to Wednesday, that third clue, some people are starting to hone in on it. Thursday, it might be found. Friday, boy, that's the fifth clue. Friday was the big day. Well, that meant that usually over the Labor Day weekend, there was nothing to do. The hunt was not on. So the idea was uh, for the harder ones, where it does go towards the end, that they're hunting on Saturday and on Sunday. And that has been, by design, kind of when the majority of the hunting has happened over the last couple of years. As I look on the winners and how many clues it's taken, I'll tell you, Jeff, um, that sixth clue which would be Labor Day, is by design meant to be kind of a cleanup clue, meaning Mm -hmm. I reserve that clue for anything that has gone astray that I'm really not making sense. People are nowhere even close. So I use that sixth clue um, to kind of come in, and it's not fully written. And I can tweak that depending on how people are or are not uh, looking in the right locations. Mm -hmm. So. Starting Wednesday, getting it over the weekend, having something for people to do. I would love love it to go to Labor Day, to get all the way to Monday, and have to use that cleanup clue, because by that time, it is a frenzy of people, and the word is out that the shoe has not been found that a $1,400 piece of metal's out there somewhere, and to get... That that, that buzz going. Mm -hmm. You know, certainly Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you get some buzz, but it's not anything close to what buzz you're going to get on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Once again, Tim Freeland is with us. The first clue drops is 7 o'clock? 7 a.m.
1: 7 a.m. Monday. On, on yep. Wednesday. Uh, yeah, Wednesday. Thank you. And it'll be on the, the KYMNradio.net. Um, it'll also be on DJJD.org. And then the Northfield News site is also going to post mm-hmm. it. So we have three different locations, uh, 7 a.m. And I know you guys talk about it and, and, and actually give the clues out over air. Mm-hmm. So uh, kymn 's the only... Only a spot that's going to be reading it for folks out there walking around, maybe with their MP3 or their uh, radio on. You can actually hear uh, the clues as you're walking around. Uh, Tim Freeland is with us, and
0: Tim, uh, let's put that aside for now because there's another big story involving the defeat of Jesse James days right around the corner. But uh, there has been recently uh, a video has surfaced uh, about the, uh, concerning the very first. Defeated of Jesse James Days in 1948. I know you've been involved
1: with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, t- can you tell us about that? Yeah, this is a breaking news sounder. Uh, we don't have that <laughs> that sounder, right? Um, you know, I, I was talking to I was sitting in my... So Jeff Sauve has a new book, and uh, Jeff used to be the St. Olaf archivist, and he's well-connected. Um, I did the MC for his book launch uh, about a month ago, Jeff and I started meeting earlier this summer to discuss the program and how we were going to launch his book called Murder at Minnesota Point. Um, we're sitting in my office, and I have a bunch of pictures up in my office, one of which is the 1948 um, raid reenactment, the very first one. They did. only did one that day. It was during the fall festival. And so they did Let's Do a Defeat Day, and it was called Defeat uh, Jesse James Day. Defeat was not announced uh, quite yet, I think, 56. However, um, I said to Jeff, boy, wouldn't it be cool if somebody filmed this? And and he said, you know, uh, the Minnesota Historical Society might have something. And I said, no way. Uh, It turns out the KSTP um, film, uh, they they had come down and filmed it with a with a kinescope it's a it was an old kind of crank film machine that did one kind of one picture at a time and it needed to be put in motion and developed and and it it was very early technology well it turns out they shot uh the very first raid reenactment and they shot the grand parade which was pretty much the parade that came through bridge square and it was just a short couple blocks that kind of went right through bridge square So we get this, and Jeff finds a preliminary kind of inside link for me to preview. And I'm sitting there, and he says uh, he emails me and says, "You got to see this." And uh, I I, I hit play, and it says it's it's labeled 1949 January 1st because that's when they process it the following year. Mm -hmm. But everybody's wearing the 1948 button, everybody, and Fran Hall. Um, photographer, Northfield photographer, uh, was in town doing professional pictures of everything. He did some very iconic pictures, which are on my wall in my office. And I, I had always seen the people, the actors, if you will. And I saw this motion of them actually on the horses running out. Uh, who, who was playing um, Gustafson? Who was playing? I, I could see all these people that I knew played I couldn't believe it, and so I went back to the Minnesota Historical Society and asked how we could get permission, and um, it took about two months, and they have a specific board that... that discusses how should we let folks use mm-hmm. our material and so i signed my life away i did the little uh, release license fee and they sent me a watermark with specifics of where it can go and it ha- you know they want it linked to their archive to promote that and it so it is going to be on djjd.org i will be posting it for the celebration uh, once the hunt's done but it's 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 amazing. Wait till you see it. It's about two and a half minutes long. You say two and a half minutes, and the nature we're kind of spoiled now with video. It it was run, run in about ten to fifteen second loops, okay. and it was so it's these short little loops, and they're all put together. And at some point, the Minnesota Historical Society had this this uh, kinescope. Uh, I'm probably mispronouncing it. They had it processed mm-hmm. and actually imaged and put into place, which is, I guess, a pretty costly process, very labor intensive. And um, we don't know who ordered it or who paid for it, but it was there ready. Maybe maybe Hayes Scriven, former director, had had been working with them on something. We don't know, but somebody had either requested it or paid for it. I'm not totally sure, but we now have permission to, to view that as a public. So um, I will let you know when it's out there, probably early next week a couple days before Defeat starts, um, after I'm done with the horseshoe hunt, I'll process that, because I also do the the website, and I'll embed that, and I'll do a big announcement. I'm going to write a story about everything we're talking about here, and we'll get that up for everybody to see. Real live pictures of that first that, that iconic first reenactment that well, uh, that started this all. I cannot wait to see that. It's so cool. I'm looking forward to it. Tim, thank you so much for coming in. And much thank, appreciated. Yeah, Wealth of th- information. You. Yeah, get people, get out there and register that button. Get the full 1400. This is a great family event. It's so much fun to get out and learn a little bit of history and possibly turn over something and find a nice little treasure.
0: Yeah, there you have it. A great way to start your uh, defeat day is a weekend. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Right. Tim Freeland. You're listening to 95.1 FM and AM 1080, KYMN Northfield. We'll take a look at news headlines and uh, local headlines as well with Kate coming up. It takes special skills to be a Daikin Comfort Pro. Let's listen in as he senses an old inefficient system's imminent demise. So costly. Tormented by an ongoing battle over the thermostat. Its days are numbered. You got all that by waving your hand in the air in our living room? Get to know your local Daikin Comfort Pro. This is Andy Straits with Straits 72 degrees. Your local third generation business. Call me at 645-4040 or straitsseating.com. Summer is heating up and so are the deals at Northfield Ford Chrysler. Save thousands on new vehicle orders, along with pre-owned cars and trucks available in every price range. 0% financing is available. Hurry in to Northfield Ford Chrysler for the best selection. With high trading values, Northfield Ford Chrysler is interested in buying your car even if you're not looking to purchase. Northfield Ford Chrysler's hot summer savings continues.